0: You are listening to a College of Arts and Sciences podcast. I'm Cheyenne Homan. I recently spoke with Anne Morris, a professor of biology at the University of Kentucky, about her research. She looks at retinal regeneration and development in zebrafish and how that could be beneficial to humans with eye diseases.
1: My name is Ann Morris. I'm an assistant professor in the Department of Biology at the University of Kentucky. We're really interested in studying how neurons are made in the vertebrate retina, which is the photosensitive lining at the back of the eye. And we study retinal development and regeneration in zebrafish, which are a small freshwater fish that are widely used by people who do developmental genetics as a model for vertebrate development. And the reason why zebrafish are so great to study is because they develop externally, unlike mammals, which develop in utero. And so it's very difficult to study the processes that go on during development in an animal that develops in utero because you can't see what's going on. But in the zebrafish, we can actually study live animals under the light microscope as they're developing. And so because zebrafish are vertebrates, like humans, they're Eye shares a lot of the same features as a human eye does including the same cell types and the same organization and the same wiring. And so what we learn from studying zebrafish development can be applied to human development. And that's really important because there are a lot of really significant inherited human retinal degenerative diseases that cause blindness. And examples of these are diseases like retinitis pigmentosa. And the really sad thing about diseases like RP is that because there are so many different genes that when mutated can cause RP, we really don't have any cure for these diseases yet. What we're hoping is that what we learn about how you can make a retina in fish can be used to sort of inform the efforts that are going on right now to develop therapies to treat RP. And one of the reasons why we think zebrafish could be really useful for this is because unlike mammals, zebrafish can actually regenerate their retinas if they've been damaged. And we all know that in humans, if you lose neurons to either injury or disease, you can't make new ones. So if we can understand how this process goes on naturally in a vertebrate animal, then that may be able to tell us how we can do it experimentally to restore neurons that have been lost in diseases like RP.
0: With the advancement of her research, practical applications for the treatment of blindness-causing diseases such as retinitis pigmentosa could be on the horizon
1: what we're doing right now is we have a couple of projects that we're working on. Mm -hmm. Some of them involve looking at specific genes that we've identified that may be important for making new photoreceptor cells. So the photoreceptor cells are the neurons that actually detect light in the retina. And these are the cells that degenerate when you have a disease like RP. And so we've identified a couple of genes that we believe are important for making photoreceptors. And so where we'd like to be in a couple of years from now is to know exactly how those genes work. So we'd like to have a clearer picture of what it is these genes are doing to make photoreceptor cells. What happens if you lose function of those genes? And then knowing that, can scientists working on therapies for RIP use that information to help make more photoreceptors for therapies such as cell-based transplantation therapies. Since RP is a disease that can't really be treated well by something like gene therapy, one idea is that what we could do instead is transplant healthy photoreceptor cells or photoreceptor progenitors into the retina of a person who has RP and those cells could then replace the lost photoreceptors and so in order to be able to do that we have to know a lot about what makes a photoreceptor and so what we're hoping is that in a couple of years our research will have really contributed to that body of knowledge that tells us what genes need to be turned on to make a
0: photoreceptor. She is happy to be working in close proximity with the UK Medical School since it enables her to collaborate with clinical practitioners on a regular basis. Being
1: at UK is great if you're doing vision research because we happen to have a very good group of folks over at the medical school who also do vision research. And so I am coming from, uh, I did my postdoctoral work at Florida State University, which is a great university, but we had very small and very new medical school and nobody there was sort of doing the kind of vision research that's going on here. So it's been a great opportunity for me coming to UK because even though I'm located within arts and sciences and I do my work in the biology, department I can reach across to the medical school to people who are actually treating patients and thinking about the clinical applications of their work on a day-to-day basis and so we can kind of talk to each other and you know I consider what I do to be basic research and so from the basic research side and the applied research side we can sort of have really nice discussions about where the implications of our work and so that's been very helpful to me I've been really fortunate to have great undergraduate students and graduate students because they're really the muscle in the lab I spend a lot of my time in the office writing papers and writing grants, and the actual bench work in many cases is being carried out by our graduate students and our undergraduate students, and so we have to continue to invest a lot of our resources in really training good graduate students and undergraduate students who are going to not just go to medical school and be great doctors, but also go into science and be great researchers too.
0: The research coming from Ann Morris's lab is part of a larger scientific exploration of prevention and treatment of eye disease. She hopes to continue to make important contributions to this field in the years to come.
1: We're probably years away from seeing therapies for diseases like RP or macular degeneration or other inherited blinding disorders being treated in the clinic. So I guess my hope is that the work that we're doing right now is gonna really lay the foundation so that a couple of years from now, we'll, we'll be seeing translation of that work into therapies that are being tested at the clinical level. It won't be done by me because that's not the type of scientist that I am, but we all build upon each other's work. And so I'm hoping to lay the foundation so that other scientists in the clinic can use that information to design their therapies in the not too distant future.
0: Thanks for listening, and thanks to the College of Arts and Sciences and the Department of Biology for making this podcast possible.